took the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Debbie, Redraft, DFS, and Betty. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered. Featuring my guys, Paul Edgington and... Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined by my co-host, Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, had a pretty good week of work. Nothing too crazy. Finally warm enough to mow my grass, but other than that, nothing to complain about. I know we had a, quite a few rookie drafts popping off, so that was that was fun. Oh, yeah. We had, what, three of them, I think? Yeah, I think got... it was three. Now, and our Devi one just started today. I know that's a... Totally different subject, yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that on the, the proper episode. Well, yeah, we had three of them, and I know we have one, at least one remaining, but that's not till what is it, Memorial Day? Memorial Day weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like that, yeah. So then I think that's our last one off the top of my head. But yeah, it's been, it's been a blast so far. They all fucking went off at the same time, so. It was pretty exciting to see how different uh, leagues valued guys differently um like you and i were under the impression you know impression the day rich was the 101 and if either of us had that pick it's who went but it seemed like a, there's still a lot of Bijan robinson 101 guys out there oh yeah surprisingly I, but how's how's your day how's your how'd your week go you looking forward to the weekend how, how are you doing well very much so look forward, forward to the weekend the week just flew by i'm ready for the weekend to be here and Get started on, I think, all of our rookie drafts are actually wrapped up by now. So I'm excited to take a look at my team with my new shiny toys and see what else I need to do with them. Absolutely. Just that one startup draft we did is still fucking going on. Week three? This is the longest startup, dra- startup draft I've ever been a part of. Absolutely. I feel like after around, what, I think we're in like round 25, but it was like after around 15, it seemed like we'd get through like three or four picks a day. Yeah, we're in round 28 now, which is crazy because that's about what I do. We're 28 active roster spots, so it's usually this length. It just never takes more than two weeks. Yeah, we usually get those 28, uh, 10 to 14 days. Yeah, this one's just dragging out for whatever reason. I don't get it, and it's it's terrible because normally I'm the one that slows it down, but I've been doing pretty good in the last couple picks in that one. On the turn, I get back-to-back picks, and I know... Last time I was up, it took me four minutes to make both my picks. Yeah, surprisingly, you're not the reason for this one, so congratulations <laughs> on that one. I get a cookie. Well, we've had some pretty exciting rookie drafts. I know <clears throat> I had fun in one of them. I had like five or six first-round picks. So I had a, That's the one you made some trades in, right? Yeah, I made a few trades in that one. Yeah. So we'll start it off with our one of our first ones. Let's see here. Looks like there were a few trades in this one. Uh, this one, the Dirty Dozen, is what I'm looking at. We had the 111 and 208 traded away for a 24 first and Clyde Edwards a layer. Uh, let me go up here. You, okay, okay. So CEH and a 24 first for 208 and 111. That's the one you just said, right? Yep. Hmm. I I think that 24 first is enough for me to put that one over the top personally because um, you're the the 111 it, it's late 
and with the way some of the draft picks fell, I know you know a few weeks ago we were talking like the whole first round was pretty well uh, safe, but it kind of changed my tune after we found out some of these guys' landing spots. Cause some of them were pretty bad. Um, so CEH is the 24 first to me. Although I don't like CEH, but it's the 24 first that puts it over the top. Yeah, CEH is just, he's just hanging out there. Yeah. Don't really care. I personally, I'd rather just take the 24 first by itself and save myself a roster spot. Exactly how I feel. But I'm in the same boat. 24 first trumps a late first and a late second. And by, then, it's by itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we had, this was after DeAndre Swift was traded to Philly. We had DeAndre Swift traded for Damian Harris in the 108. thought that was a pretty hefty price for Swift, given his, seems like his market value recently and how everybody's felt about him. I think people are still overlooking. There's still Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, and Rashad Penny in that backfield. Yeah. So I don't think Swift's going to come in and be the unquestioned number one and get, you know, 60%, 70% of the work. I mean, he might. He probably won't be, but at 108, you know, Gibbs and Bijan are gone. Um, so then you're looking at the next, you know, that's tier one and tier two for both of us. Then you're looking at tier three guys like A-Chain, Charbonnet, uh, Kendra Miller. That about it. I mean, so you're looking at those guys. And Damian Harris, I mean. It looks like 108 turned out to be Jordan Addison. Okay. Well, I mean, that's that's not a bad pick. I was just thinking running back uh, running back swap. But I guess if you're tearing down, in my opinion, a tear down to Damian Harris and then getting Addison, yeah, give me that all day long. Yeah, like I said, with the way I've, my perspective on Swift, I'll take Addison by himself at this point. I mean, there's also Dalton Kincaid, Zay Flowers went after them. Uh, Will Levis, Michael Mayer. Josh Downs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so there's still some meat left on the bone there at the yeah. 108 in this particular draft that the, the, the big, you can take Swift from me. I don't it, care. Yeah, the, the big thing with Swift could be extremely productive in Philadelphia if he was for sure the lead back and could stay healthy. Those are the two big ifs. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see on that one. And then we have this one actually went down, I believe, earlier today. So post-rookie draft, but the highlights are essentially Justin Herbert and four other throw-in pieces, including Marvin Mims, for C.J. Stroud, Quentin Johnston, James Cook, Darnell Mooney, Khalil Herbert, and 2.24 seconds. And on the other side, there's Jeff Olson, Devin Duvernay, and Nick Westbrook-Akeem. So, again, just three, yeah, but three it's, zeros for it's, me. It's really Herbert and Mims for the package. I have a really hard time not taking the package. I think I'd have to go package. Because you get C.J. Stroud, who I don't like the Houston landing spot particularly personally, but uh, you throw in Q.J., you got a whole lot of depth whole, for yeah. swapping quarterbacks, which is a hell of a down tier. It's probably down tier in two or three tiers. Yeah. But then, you know, you're picking up QJ. You can throw in your lineup. Maybe Cleo Herbert. James Cook, possibly. Yeah, it could be a flex play. Mooney you could throw out there. I'm sure he'll bounce back and do what he did two years ago. Yeah. Now that he won't be the number one, that'll be DJ Moore. Right. So he'll be comfortable moving back to a secondary receiver spot. And then, you know, you get two, two seconds, seconds that you could move, you know. I mean, yeah, it's so a, I'm on the package side. Unfortunately, it's not really a one-now move. I know that we were all talking <laughs> in the chat earlier, and this guy said he did it for to get some depth because he didn't like where his team was looking. So I can understand why he did it, but he got a hell of a package for essentially – one meaningful player. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, it's it's a good get for Herbert because Herbert and Mims, everything else, the other three, like you said, are basically valueless. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeff Wilson. I mean, so Mostert there. Drafted Mostert A-Chain. Drafted A-Chain, so he's probably RB3 on that team. He's probably the goal line back. And with all the speed they have, 
who knows how many goal line opportunities he will get. Right. So, package side all day, even though they are the young and more unproven side, but that's where the depth's at and the more talent. That and their value has a lot of potential to go up. We yeah. already know what Herbert is. His value really can't go much higher. Dude, it's a good package, but I'd imagine should be able to get more for Herbert than Yeah, Stroud, I mean, if, QJ, if you were doing, unproven. like, Herbert by himself, I feel like, I mean, I guess we could kind of go down a rabbit hole here. If you're trading away your studs, you, you trade them individually with nothing else, that's it. You know, the, the one piece of meat, see how much you can get for it. You know, you don't put in all that roster cloggers and bullshit in with him. I feel like you get more bang for your buck that way. Yeah, I mean, I get why they might have thrown in these pieces to match roster spots and not just cut people and the other guy, obviously. Giving away, what, five players, six players? He had he had some spots to fill. Yeah. But we'll move on to another league. This one also went Bijan 101. Uh, Averidge went second. Bryce went third. Well, that... Yeah. You can say Bryce went third. This is me. I actually had picks 103, 4, 5, 6, and 7. So what league was this? The AFL. Okay. So I took Bryce, JSN, Stroud, Jameer Gibbs, and Quentin Johnston. Yeah, this is the one that you made all your your moves. Yeah, this is when I was moving and grooving and breaking down and tearing shit up. This is the one where I got A. Rich at 102. Yep, I uh, started out. I moved one of my absolute favorites, well, two of them. I unfortunately traded away Jalen Hurts and Christian Watson. Didn't want to do it, but my team is absolute dog shit outside of Hurts. So I, this is a multiple-year rebuild. So I turned Hurts and Watson, Christian Watson, into the 103, 105, 203, and a 24 first. Yeah, I mean, so I, I personally think you got... A pretty good value here. You basically got three first for Herbert or for Hertz and the two oh three for Watson. I mean it's you probably could have got more again breaking them up individually, but as a package from the same person, I don't think it's bad. I don't mind it that like I said I'd rather have kept Hertz ideally, but you know, I'd turn him into essentially Bryce and CJ Stroud. Yeah, you got Bryce, CJ. I know you wanted Jameer Gibbs in this one, which you actually ended up doing anyways. But yeah. And my other quarterback is Trey Lance, so I wasn't – I'm still very confident in Trey Lance, but at this point it's not looking too hot for him in San Fran, and he didn't get moved. And obviously draft day would have been a prime time to move him, so I'm not – don't have my rose-colored glasses on anymore for him in this situation this year. So once I saw that, I was like, yeah, it's uh, – Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown were my, easily my best two assets to tear him down and get multiple guys for. Right. Which I did. I traded A.J. Brown for Michael Pittman and Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. I think that's another good move. I mean, Michael Pittman, I know he's, a, for me personally, at least a top 20 wide receiver. And then RB5 or so, probably in Dynasty, in my opinion. Possibly, yeah, possibly a, top three. Uh, to start one RB league. So I was more than happy to lock up Jameer Gibbs, the type of back he is for the next handful of years. Right. You know his and shelf not feel life. feel bad about it. His shelf life should be a little longer because he's a PPR machine. Yeah, it's a big reason why I did it. I wanted to lock him up. And for pretty good price, in my opinion. Uh, A.J. Brown, I loved having him and Jalen Hurts, but once I got rid of one, the other one was bound to follow out the door. And like you said, Pittman, I got him in my top 15. I think he's gonna he can ascend even more with Averidge. He should be a target hog in his security blanket, so that'll be fun. And then we actually had the one oh one trade in on draft day in this league. So it was the one oh one, two oh one, twenty four first and Desmond Ritter for Josh Allen, Alexander Madison and a the three oh seven. Uh, this is the Josh Allen side all day long. I'd take Josh Allen over the package by himself. You're telling me that's all I got to give you is a 101, 201, a future first, and a temporary starting quarterback in Atlanta, and I mean, Josh Allen? Being realistic, that's not even three first worth of value. 
I get it's 101, but I don't even yeah. think that's three firsts worth of value. Yeah, this was an interesting one when it came through, and I think it's Josh Allen easily. I'd be more than happy to pay that price to get him. Yeah, 100%. Which I don't get why um, this guy did it, because this team was about as dog shit as mine. Obviously worse, because he had the 101. Right. And I was sitting at the 104. Um, I mean, I'd, I would give up Desmond Ritter in this package for Josh Allen all day long. If I was a Josh Allen owner, I would want a QB with some type of, again, kind of said it a, a minute ago, like a security blanket, a guarantee to be a starter for more than just a season. Um, Damn, they, give me like again, a, like a, 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 I would want to tear down a, a tier or two, not seven. They give me like Dak Prescott. Right, Kyler Murray, something, yeah. Yeah, that was really the last of the trades that affected rookie drafts for us. And again, this is the one I had a shitload of picks. I also had 111 and 12, and I went Jonathan Mingo to stack him with Bryce, and then decided to throw a dart at Rasheed Rice. I need wide receiver help terrible in this one. And then at 203, I took a chance and picked up Hendon Hooker, and this was before. There was uh, extension talks with Jared Goff in Detroit. So once I heard that rumor, it kind of put a damper on me for this pick. Was This this wasn't the Shield, was it? No, it's the AFL. Okay. Yeah. Then third round, I took a shot on... Well, sorry. Couldn't wait till third round because I didn't have a pick until 310. So at the 211, I said, fuck it, and took Kayshawn Boutte just on a whim. Again, need wide receiver help that damn bad that I'm willing to take him. So I figured, nice dart throw. It's what, Juju is the unquestioned one in New England. Then, you know, the 2 3 4 is wide the fuck open as far as I'm concerned. Right. So, no. even though he was, what, a six round pick, I believe, he's still very talented. I think he could. Yeah, we, we both still think pretty highly of him. He could easily carve himself out a pretty good role there. Yeah, wouldn't have really wanted to spend the second round pick on him, but not having a pick until three ten. Fuck it. Odds are he might not be there. Yeah, I've already had six picks before that. I can tell you because I picked. I would have picked three hundred two. I would have taken him over Jaden Reed all day long. So. Yeah, Jaden Reed is uh, quickly rising up boards from what I've seen. I don't have any shares of him. This is the only share of him I've got. I took him, got him at three hundred two. Um. You know, went went to Green Bay. I think it's another good landing spot. Got Jordan Love some uh, some talent out there. Although their two tight end picks didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense to me, but you know, yeah. it, it weapons is what are it weapons. Is. Right, right. No matter where they come from, um, this is the only share of Anthony Richardson I got. Got him at one hundred two. Uh, kind of wrote off a little bit of the Devin A. Chain hype at two hundred two. So. Yeah, you kind of. This is the one Will Levis fell to 201. Yes. Between Levis and A Chain going, right for me at 203, kind of fucked me a little bit. And Hendon Hooker was really the last one on my list I wanted. I, I kind of wanted Hendon Hooker, but not at 202. You know what I mean? Um, that and I didn't really feel like I needed another quarterback because in this league I had Joe Burrow already. And I also have. I mean, Kenny Pickett's not anything to be happy about, but, you know, Joe Burrow and Anthony Richardson is my QB 1 and 2, and Pickett being my QB 3, I think I can live with that for a year. I'd be pretty happy with Kenny Pickett right now, coming out of their draft, bolstered the old line, picked up uh, Darnell Washington, Washington. Yeah. so another protection guy to help out. I'd be pretty happy with Kenny Pickett at the moment. It's looking... Looking it's, more it's, positive than negative for coming it's out of the draft. It's brighter than what it was last year, that's for sure. Yeah, so he could do something. Another the real winner is Najee Harris. Yes. They didn't draft a running back and only helped out the blocking scheme, so maybe we'll see a little resurgence from him. And Probably not. Not for me, at least. Not with his old ass. His old ass. Yeah, what's he, 25 now? At least. But we'll move on to our final... Rookie draft, the Shield. I had one and one in this one, and I, of course, took Anthony Richardson. I know I desperately needed quarterbacks in this one, anyways, but he would have been my pick regardless. 
So yeah, this we, was uh, the league, the auction league. So we yeah. bought all the draft picks. This one was this one was cool, but the draft board was all over the place. Yeah. So I, I went a ridge. Then of course Bijan went second. Bryce went third, and Jameer Gibbs jumped up to one hundred four in this one. Yeah, it was a. I mean, not necessarily bad early, but it was a little early. In my opinion, maybe, but you can't be mad at it. You know, because you would have done the same thing in the other league if you had thought about it before you made your picks. Yeah, yeah, but luckily I was able to make a deal after the fact. And right, still, still, still got your up. guy. Yeah. And then after Jameer went C.J. Stroud, J.S.N., I took Q.J., Jordan Addison, and then I probably made a, a little bit of reach, just yeah, a smidge. a little bit of a hot take. I took Josh Downs at 109 to stack with A. Rich, just... Fuck it, just for fun. I mean, Zay Flowers, you took right after, was the best receiver left. Mingo and Rasheed Rice didn't go till the mid-second. Yeah, I was hoping they would fall to me because I had to think it was the 209. So I was hoping one of them would make it to me. They didn't. It is what it is. I took Mar- Marvin Mims. So, like, a 209 Marvin Mims, I didn't feel like it was too terrible. No. Not bad. I know a lot of people are still very high on him and going to Denver. I've heard Cortland Sutton could get moved, but either way, he's probably looking at being the wide receiver three at worst. Yeah. Somewhere else. Uh, Will Levis went 111 in this one. Let's see. One of the other highlights. Uh, Hinton Hooker fell all the way to 208. Ah, Stetson Bennett. He was drafted in the third round. Drafted 304 in this one. Yeah, that's... I uh, thought that was pretty interesting. That was for sure interesting. Um, is Sam Laporte at 204 high, or is that about where he's going? Early, mid, second? I think that's where he's probably about today. Yeah. But again, going to Detroit, we saw us with TJ Hawk, highly drafted. Took him a couple years to get his feet under him, and that offense just wasn't too friendly for tight ends. Maybe this one will be. Who knows? I don't mind Laporta. I'm a fan of his, but landing spot-wise, eh. It could be better, yeah. I'm a little bit weary on it. Especially with all the mouths they're going to have to feed. Yeah. Let's see, where else? After Stetson Bennett, uh, Boutte went late third, along with Zach Evans, who fell off a damn cliff. And then I scooped up undrafted free agent Sean Tucker in the early fourth. Other than that, really, no notables or anything like that. Yeah, not that I'm really seeing. I mean, it's... It's probably the most... It's just random. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess you could... I guess I would assume that because these, like I said, these were... We bought these in the startup auction, so... It wasn't like these were a result of where your team's current standing was. It was just mm-hmm. where'd you buy in your rookie picks at. Yep. So. so I believe in every single draft we did. Also, Don Kincaid went before Michael Mayer. Yes, every single one he did. And Dalton Kincaid, I think, went anywhere from like 108 to 112. I don't, Michael Mayer, I don't think, was ever picked in the first round. No, he was not. So, then... We'll wrap up our rookie drafts. So it wasn't really, I think I probably the most surprise pick or the most, the highest reach with Josh Downs at 109. But other than that, really nothing too like, holy shit. Yeah, Will Levis I mean, falling late first, early second. Kind of saw it coming. Kind of saw it with where he fell, you know, in, in real life. Um, although I still think it's a great landing spot for him. And he was, what? Second pick in the second round or something. We're yeah. only second. So. Second. Um, but yeah, I'd, the one where you took Josh Downs, <clears throat> I didn't even realize. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention to the board because I was I was messaging you, like man, I don't know where to go here, and you're like, what? And then, I think I texted you like, I think about going RB here, and I was like, oh shit. No, I'm not. Zay Flowers. I gifted you Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is available here. Never mind. 
You better fucking take them. Never mind. But, yeah, I, I think that was probably the hottest take, taking Josh Downs over Zay Flowers. But, I mean, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just not, con- you know, it's, it's contrarian. It's different. Yeah, if, I would have taken him if I didn't have a rich. Right. And in that one, that's another rebuild year. So I wasn't. I was stuck in the pick. I tried to trade away for a couple hours and couldn't get anywhere. Right. So I didn't. You just took the guy that was a stack with your quarterback. Yeah, I'm big Josh Down guy. Josh Down's guy. He'll be, what, probably the number three this year, I'd say. I'm sure they'll put someone else ahead of him with him being a rookie. <clears throat> right. Um, Gotta ask, are you falling into the Rasheed Rice hype at all? I'm trying not to. But you know me, I've liked Rasheed Rice for quite a while. Makes it hard. And him going there with Patty, oh man. Right. Just trying not to get CH'd again. I think it's a different beast because of the way that offense operates. I mean, granted, in my defense, the league I took him in at 112, my receivers are uh, Michael Pittman, Traylon Burks, JSN, or, you know, pre-draft was AJB, Christian Watson, and Traylon Burks, and that was it. I didn't have any depth whatsoever, so I was trying to build that depth up. You know, now I'm looking at Pittman, Burks, JSN, Mingo, QJ, you know, Rasheed Rice, Michael Wilson I also picked up, Boutte, so I feel a Hell of a lot better about that room now. Yeah, you, you don't. I don't necessarily think you have that stud guy like you did with AJB. Possibly could, depending on how the rookie class pans out. Uh, but you for sure have depth now. Mm-hmm. You know, all them nice new toys. You're, in my opinion, value wise, you have a lot more value at that position than what you did. And that's what I was thinking too when I made the Mingo and Rice pick. You know, at that point, I had Pittman, Burks, JSN, and QJ. So I just. Said fuck it, I'm gonna shoot for the moon. Take take some flyers a little Bingo bit. Bingo was he's rising up boards. I like him a lot too. After looking into him a little bit more, and plus the stack stack with Bryce is nice. And then of course Rasheed Rice, a guy I like a lot, went to a pretty damn good landing spot as a top fifty pick. Figured I'll throw a dart at that one. I'm set a wide receiver, and he could just be a, a home run. Yeah, I would argue his landing spot was second best to QJ. Yeah, QJ damn near catapulted wide receiver one for me. Yeah, he's he's still not there for me, but it's it's a hell of a lot closer than what it was. Yeah, I don't. If you a take deep deep ball threat guy going to a team that's got a quarterback with the fucking arm. Yeah, with some older injury riddled guys ahead of him. Right, he could he, he could, could easily be in for a hell of a fucking year. Yeah, come this time next year, he could easily be the wide receiver one on that team. Yeah. I think, I mean, Keelan Allen was talked about a cut Getting candidate cut. this year, so I think after this year. I think it's a year, sure thing next year if they can't trade him away for scraps. And then Mike Williams seems to get banged up every year at some point or another, or he just disappears is, is on the he, field. Is he on the, will this be the last year on his new deal? <clears throat> I don't think so. Or has he got one more after this year? He's got one more, at least. But regardless, he he's either booming hot or ice cold. Yeah, he's on the field. He's going to be hot or cold, like you said. Or he's injured. Right. And again, when he's on the field, sometimes he just disappears for a month straight. Right. So where the hell is the ball going to go? QJ. Joshua Palmer. I think he's about toast now. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully QJ doesn't doesn't happen to QJ like it did Josh Palmer. Hopefully but not. They Josh Palmer got fucked when they brought Mike Williams back, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. And then tight ends, you know, Kincaid to the Bills. Yeah, it's a so-so landing spot. But if they invested that much capital in him, I'd say they're going to use him. I would think so. Uh, Dawson Knox definitely uh, flew down my rankings a little bit. Um, I mean, he still yeah, he fell off mine. He's still, regardless, going to be at best third on the pecking order. So. Yeah, and then. I don't mind Michael Mayer replacing Darren Waller whatsoever. No, I think that's a pretty good landing spot for him, personally. Laporta and Detroit we touched on, and then we had, what, Musgrave and, was it Zach Koontz? 
Zach Coons no, with the Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft and Zach Coons with the Green Bay. No, Tucker Craft and Musgrave went to Green Bay. Yes. Yes. So they kind of for all intents and purposes really cancel each other out for me what I'm willing to spend I'll take whichever's cheaper at the end of the day right I feel pretty good about two thirds of the rookie drafts one I took Jameer Gibbs 104 just to lock in that value and I really it's questionable whether I could use a running back or not but the value was there he's Uh, getting hotter the value is there. He's only twenty. He's just over twenty-one. Um, they obviously think highly of him. They drafted him and traded away DeAndre Swift immediately. So, you know, to me, it screams Dan Campbell wanted <clears throat> wanted DeAndre Swift gone, and they believe in the rookie coming in. And there's no reason not to. I mean, he could be a you know high-flying, valuable asset. Being, um, being given his skill set. Yeah, they're going to move him all over the formation, use him a million different fucking ways. You go out there, play slot. I mean, you could. I mean, I heard your that imagination. Um, they were actually thinking about him at the six pick as well before they traded down. Yeah. So if they're thinking about six, that really says something. Yeah, because Bajan was still available, so that should, in my opinion, tell you a lot. Yeah, they said, fuck the hammer. Right. We want Swiss Army knife. That's right. Yeah, how do you feel about your rookie drafts and your team's post-draft so far? Um, I mean, not too bad. The Like I said, the one I got, Anthony Richardson, at, all my teams were definitely QB needy. Um, I, I think I had a stud on each one. Like, I had Joe Burrow in the one. Um, I always had one guy, but I needed something else so like I got Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young which I'm um, happy with both landing spots I think I don't remember if we talked no we didn't talk about it but Anthony Richardson going to the Colts realistically is a great move because you know former coaching staff that was it Jalen Hurts built around Jalen Hurts may kind of helped him taking off and also uh, Herbert's rookie year Shane Steichen was a part of that as well right but Anthony Richardson this year is now you know fantasy viable we kind of thought that it would be like a, a one-year sit-out, let him learn, get up to speed, blah, blah, blah. He's, in my opinion, going to be day one starter. I mean, it's Should possible. Be. He might not be, but I From don't. everything I've read about the Colts, that's the, the plan. Yeah. Is he's going to roll out there week one. Because who else? Is it Gardner Minshew there? Is that who it is? Yeah. Who's, yeah, so. They just cut Nick Foles today. Yeah. I, I would I, I would I put money. Was, uh, Steichen. Or, or say, but one of them said the best place to learn is on the field, not from the bench. And they're right. And but you you've got the examples of both ways working out. Like look at Aaron Rodgers playing behind Brett Favre. Uh, look at Patrick Mahomes playing behind Alex Smith. I mean, it's you can go both ways, but you got to have that veteran savvy guy ahead of you to, that you can actually learn good habits from. In my opinion, to build upon a rookie. Yeah. Um, Carson Palmer sat behind John Kidna. Long time ago, but I don't know. Then look at Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Obviously, more, more on the outlier side of things. Yeah, but I'm I'm probably fifty fifty on the. Do you start him? Do you sit him? I'd probably prefer to start him. I'm probably more in that boat. That I think I am too because of the draft capital spent on them. You want to see mm-hmm. what they are against NFL caliber guys. You know, do they do they have it? Um, I I know the big concern for most people is not destroying their confidence. Well, if your confidence is if that confidence fragile, is, yeah. then you're probably not cut out in the being NFL. Yeah, if it's going to get destroyed by one by your first year in the pros getting smashed, you should understand. Not cut out for it. I mean, not saying not to have high expectations, but going in as a rookie, you should understand that. You know, I don't. I shouldn't have lofty expectations. This is a big learning curve. I'm mm-hmm. playing against grown ass men that get paid millions and millions of dollars to keep me from being good. You know, so. And the only problem I have is with the A. Rod and Mahomes comparison is those those are elite guys. They were thought of in that realm coming out of college, more so Mahomes than you know Rogers, given he fell, but he was also in the conversation to be the first pick in his draft class. 
So some guys it works, some guys it doesn't. I'd rather just throw them out there and see what I got. I was calling for that with fucking Desmond Ritter last year. You know, all, all I was getting at was you can have it on both sides. You can have guys that come in immediately and do good, but you can also have guys that come in immediately and aren't very good. And on the flip side of that, you can have guys that sit, you know, two, three years. Aaron Rodgers sat three years. Jordan Love sat three years. Let's see what he does this year. Patrick Mahomes sat a year behind Alex Smith. Um, shit, who? Jalen Hurler, Jalen Hurts sat a little bit behind Carson Wentz. So you, you can have you, there, there's there's arguments on both sides, um, but I'm I am in agreement with you that you know if you're drafting a guy in the top ten, you should play him day one. You know, don't don't draft a guy that highly. Like the whole, uh, I think, was it Baker? See, I was going to say, I'm more so, that would be my preferred way of doing it, would be how they handled Baker. Give him a month or so to watch from the sideline, get you know coached up and whatnot, and then throw him out there. If you have a suitable quarterback that can mentor a rookie like that, of course. Or the Tua route with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but they were tanking anyways. <laughs> I have the exact opposite of that. I feel like if you draft a guy number one overall, he should be your starter day one. I think it also depends on what you have around him, too. Because, like, Joe Burrow. Who was ahead of Baker? No, I mean on, like, the actual team. Right. Tyrod. Right. A suitable NFL starter. A career getting overtaken by rookies. Well, that's what he's there for. He's there to mentor him and coach him up and get him ready for you. So you think uh, Matt Corral should sit there and start ahead of Bryce Young for the first month? Wouldn't be opposed to it. You're talking about a man with paper asshole. <laughs> uh, my opinion is it should, there should be some type of correlative line based on draft capital and what you should do with the quarterback. If you're drafting them, like I said, top ten, Assuming they're not complete and total dog shit in the offseason leading up to it, well, could, they Trey should Lance. be day one starters. Should he have started day one over Jimmy G? Probably should have, yes. He was a, what, number two overall pick? Number three, three overall pick? Yeah. Same thing with fucking Justin Fields. He should have been day one starter. But he still wasn't ready on day two either. And Trevor Lawrence wasn't ready as a little rookie year. No. But he's different. Justin Fields' numbers say differently last year. Yeah, he showed he's a hell of a running back. You're right. Damn right he did. He's got to be. That offensive line is not an offensive line. I'm not necessarily opposed to someone sitting for X amount of time, depending on what the team makeup is. Like Joe Burrow, you know, his knee got fucking shredded because the offensive line was absolutely terrible. Knowing that would have been possibility of an outcome I'd rather just brought Andy Dalton back and had him teach Burrow for a year and build up around him hindsight's 2020 um I agree with you there though they had Joe Herbert playing in a basically a season that didn't matter Joe Herbert Joe Burrow playing in a season that basically didn't matter because I think when he got hurt were you guys like two and seven you guys weren't good no, we had a lot of close games because of Burrow. Because of Burrow, but that was li- he was literally the only reason you guys were close in any of your games. So, um, I mean, uh, I'm I'm trying to kind of stay stay between the lines. If you draft a guy highly top ten, I feel like he should have the reins to be the starter day one. But if you draft him top ten and you're a team that's got a, a serviceable quarterback like a Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, lose my tr- regardless. A uh, serviceable guy, veteran guy who knows the offense and that the rookie can pick up good habits from and learn the offense, learn to be, how to be not just a quarterback but an NFL player and do things the right way and go about you know NFL shit on a day-to-day basis the right way. I don't think that's a bad move, you know. No, I think it depends on the the rookie too. Like Lance and Averitt are pure upside. Yeah, they're not. They're not ready to come in and win your football games day one, most likely. No. They're, Whereas they're, T-Law they're is more ready yeah. to do so than that. Uh, Bryce is more ready to do so. Shit, even CJ Stroud day one is ahead of the curve yeah. compared to Averich. So I think it also depends on a- a- the type Rich, of player you're taking to. Averich 
is the highest upside guy in this class, but he's also got the lowest floor. I don't of, know. Of Bryce, well, Bryce, Bryce, CJ, and A. Rich, he's got the highest ceiling, but also the lowest floor, in my opinion. I don't. I, I disagree with that. He's gonna have a pretty high floor, in my opinion, due to his rushing ability. He's gonna, he's gonna run the ball. If they don't, if he doesn't run the ball, then why the fuck do they draft him? I, I, I see what you're saying, but if he's gonna be a Marcus Mariota from last year and not be able to pass the ball at all because they don't trust him in every every third throw he he throws a pick. That's to me that's his floor. I wouldn't go that drastic. I think CJ Stroud probably is the lowest floor. Yeah, I, I think Bryce is pretty safe. He, I think you're gonna know I, what I you get out of him right away. CJ Stroud got the worst landing spot. And I he think did. that's what hurts him the most. Yeah, and he's not playing with All-Americans and a stud line anymore and a stud running back. So that's why I think he's got the lowest floor. I think he's really he's going to struggle big time, I think, his rookie year. Probably. I just, I don't know. I'm still not a C.J. Stroud fan. It has nothing to do with the Buckeye thing. That bullshit. Just like the fucking TikTok, I say you, he was all butthurt because they brought in Quinn Ewers. Did you, did you watch that one? No, I just watched the one where they asked him about transferring. No, not that one. I said earlier today, they I forget which pod he was on, but they brought in Quinn Ewers, and he was he didn't like that. He was all butthurt about that. I mean, they recruited Quinn Ewers, and Quinn Ewers came in a year early. That's not Ohio State's fault. I, yeah. I mean, that, right? That's not Ohio State's fault. Quinn declared earlier, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Skipped the year, came in early, enrolled early. There we go. Wouldn't roll off the tongue. Um, that was all on Quinn. That wasn't on Ohio State. Ohio State didn't want him to come in a year early. They wanted to have C.J. Stroud for two years and then roll the keys over to Quinn. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was he was butthurt about that. So, I didn't – me personally, I didn't take that too well. Like, what, you're afraid of the competition? You're yeah. mad that they brought it. Like, what are they supposed to do, just – not record or recruit other quarterbacks because you're there to boost your ego. Yeah, me personally, I don't want guys like that on my team. Um, I don't either. I, I didn't see that, but it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, no. I'm, I'm I'm surprised he said it on record, but it doesn't surprise me. That's how he feels, though. No, he he seems very uh, thin-skinned at times, yeah. and we've seen, of course. More so in the Michigan games, he gets rattled, very like a Derek Carr, very easily. You knock him around a couple times, and he's out there throwing fits, and he's all off his game. We said it a lot last year that if he's not on time, not on schedule, you can get get to him, hit him a couple times, that it he's a head case. So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why I'm agreeing with you in, on the Texans because the Texans is a uh, it's a terrible landing spot. Yeah, I mean, trade away Brandon Cooks. He's looking at Nico Collins. Uh, who else? Like, I mean, they drafted a Tank Dell, which I saw that CJ Stroud yeah, wanted. Yeah, CJ Stroud put him in. Yeah, kind of put his name in the hat. But Tank they, Dell they drafted also a running back there too. Anyways. Did they draft running back? I can't think off the top of my head. Because I was pissed because I had Tyler Algier and then they brought back Cordero Patterson. We talk about that's the Falcons. Sorry. We're talking about the Texans. You're right. Da- Damian Pierce. Yeah, he seems to be the guy still. Yeah. But again, he's nothing special. No. So far. So it just makes you wonder what the hell they're doing. I mean, get the draft of Will Anderson for defense. But that's not going to help Stroud. No. I was hoping they'd go JSN or Addison or another getting first round wide receiver. weapon. Yeah. Anything. But- Something, something to rely on, you know. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to oh, see how he responds. We know what Deshaun Watson did with no weapons. Let's see if CJ can do no something. No weapons? Similar. What do you mean? Before he had D-Hop. Yeah, D-Hop the whole time. D-Hop was there before After Deshaun. he had D-Hop. After, After D-Hop left. Hmm. How did look that up? Cause I don't, 
I thought they both exited about the same time. Or yeah. that's when Deshaun got benched. But either way, Deshaun was Deshaun was a beast from day one. He was. Um Alright. So you're right. He played one year without D Hop. Although he didn't have D Hop, he had two pretty good receivers, uh, Brandon Cooks, one over eleven hundred yards, and Will Fuller. The same wide receivers he had in twenty nineteen. I don't think Cooks was there in 2019. Will Fuller was. He was. But he also wasn't healthy. In three games, he had 670 yards. Yep, just three. He played 11. Sorry, 11 games. He had four, 670 yards. Who? Will Fuller. Ah. Uh, yeah, this one. Or 2020, he had 879, eight touchdowns, 11 games. Right. So he had two two decent options. Had David Johnson for most of the year. Yeah, all all so I was, was getting at was with the out, without DeAndre Hopkins, which was the best weapon he'd ever had. I, I get that Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller. He had Will Fuller both years, but you obvious that DeAndre Hopkins to Brandon Cooks is a hell of a downgrade. At it that is. time, he had his best statistical season without DeAndre Hopkins. Well, that's because that's how fucking bad they were. They just had to sling it around the yard. It's kind of the same thing Justin Herbert did his rookie year. Yeah, that's why I've never been all the way up on Herbert like a lot of people are because I still believe he is a product of the situation. Right. They sucked and they were always behind, so he had to throw. Right. We haven't seen a season like his rookie year. No. And that's why. They've gotten better. They don't need for him to throw the ball 35, 40 They're not times always a game. playing from behind. The, co- the coach isn't playing for his job and or coaching for his job. and yeah. I don't even remember what tangent we were on talking about Deshaun Watson. No, nope, don't remember. I completely forgot. But. It's been that long ago. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, what it is, but all in all, it's a damn good week of rookie drafts. So I think we have just one more left in the chamber. But we're going to squeeze in at least one. Startup draft before then, maybe two. I think another auction or maybe, maybe not. I love auctions, but man, they're such a pain in the ass to do as commissioner. I feel like if it's an auction and you're including rookie picks in said auction, that that just adds a whole other bunch of bullshit to have to deal with. Well, no, at this point, they would just be the rookies. There wouldn't be no picks. Gotcha. Just be one draft. Gotcha. We'll see. It's just a pain, you know, doing the MFL thing and spending time transporting over rosters, blah, blah, blah. So, we'll see. Probably do one of each. Are you still going to do an IDP? Oh, yeah. That's still down there. Don't you worry about that. It's going to give it a little bit longer because Sleeper takes a while for IDP. The plus, rookies and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'd hate for us to start it up and there's like some undrafted free agent that's not in there that should have been drafted and... Come to find out he's not in the pool and someone picks him up on waivers. Right. So I was going to probably wait a month or so for that to make sure they got everything. In an up-to-date player pool. I gotcha. But yeah, I can't wait. I'm glad. I love the rookie draft season, but I'm glad it's over with. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, You know, going back, I mean, it's more Debbie side, but, you know, this 23 draft class has been talked up for like two, three years, and... I'm I'm just glad it's over with and we can again, Devi wise, look forward to the twenty four class. Yeah. Acquire those twenty four picks where you can. Cause I think we're we've already said it before, but it's a better class than twenty three. Yeah, that's my belief at the moment. I'm sticking to it. I'm right Even though it's you. early. I'm right there with you. So I know the Debbie draft we have going on. I know it's a Debbie, but the four Debbies I currently own are on the twenty four class. Two I have are two. So, yeah. Didn't didn't bother with 23 class. I think those are the only... No, there's another two or three. Regardless of 36 picks, nine of them were 24 class. Mm-hmm. So. And this was, you know, last year when we picked them. Right. But I think that's about it. No more trades to go over. Uh, really no news or anything that I can think of. Or that I saw. Not, uh, 
Yeah, not that I can think of. We'd already touched on all the trades last week. Um, contracts, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I, can't, I can't think of nothing either. Yeah, I think we're all set for this week. Might do another rookie mock next week. We'll see. We'll come up with something. Hopefully not rookie-related, though. We can move on past that. Yeah, we can find something else to talk about. I'd be pretty happy. I'd probably do some buys and sells post-draft. See who we're looking at getting rid of and who we're looking to bring on right now, given the draft the draft spots. results. Yeah. And like Kenneth Walker, there's a handful of guys that were I heavily guess, impacted. I guess we can, yeah, talk about shit like that, like guys who we had questions about because the plan, you know, landing, that's a perfect one. Yeah, I know personally I dropped him in my rankings decently. Yeah, he was a top five guy for me, and I think he's top ten now. Mm-hmm. So. so that's what we'll do. We'll do some buys and sells next week. Look at our teams and see who we're buying and selling. But we'll go ahead and get out of here for this week. Appreciate you guys listening. You can find us all on Twitter. You can find me at Gump7285. Derek is at D underscore Cook93. And that's K-O-C-H. And you can find the show social media on all social media platforms at Gridiron underscore F-S. So please, you know, take a couple minutes, leave us a rating review on whatever platform you're listening to us on, and we'll see you guys again next week. See you. Thanks for listening.